before we uh, have everybody crying in their in their laptops and and, and iPhones out there. I do want to switch and talk about some of the things that 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 were surprises and and I think have gotten not as much pub as maybe they deserve. Puna Ford got his first sniff of of game action and was the top rated Seahawks defender in that game. He had like an eighty seven point six grade from Pro Football Focus, and not only did they have him rated highly overall, but they had him rated highly for pass rush in addition higher as a pass rusher than they did as a uh, as a run blocker or a run um, run defender so he only had 17 snaps but he made hay in those 17 snaps i don't know if either of you got a chance to to look at that but talk about for a second nathan what would it mean if puna ford ended up being a impact interior lineman for this team how would that affect this this defense. I mean, I think if he's an impact uh, run stuffing defensive tackle, uh, I don't think that means a lot. I mean, it's great. He's young and cheap and you want good players, but that's not where Seattle's lacking. Um, if that pass rush grade, you know, keeps up, then that that's huge because uh, I mean, they looked pretty rough in pass rush. Like uh, Josh Rosen looked pretty comfortable back there. And um if they're going to want to, if they're going to try to steal games from the Rams of the world, like they're going to have to get pressure on the quarterback. And uh, uh, that's not something that they're doing so far. So if he can be an effective interior pass rusher, which um, I don't think he's going to be great there, but I think he can be decent or good for maybe, you know, a one tech um, or a nose tackle type um, that, that could be a big help. Jeff, did you see anything in the game that that uh, stood out to you about about Puna Ford? Uh, just just some of the stuff that was we heard about him when he was signed as an undrafted free agent. He gets so low to the ground because he's kind of got that different squatty frame. He doesn't get low to the ground. Yeah, he's he just low always to low okay. to the ground. He's the Joey Hunt of defense. <laughs> uh, yeah, so with him, just they just need guys who can push the pocket and. People have been feasting on that Arizona offensive line, and Seattle couldn't do anything against them. And God, does this team need some pass rush help because they're not getting much. I just want to see more snaps from the guy, and that's kind of maybe that's unrealistic to think that maybe in a year where they're probably not going anywhere, I'd like to see more snaps for younger guys. I know Pete always talks about that. When you see like Shamar Stefan getting like 34 snaps and Jefferson and Brandon Jackson almost doubling Puna Ford snaps, to me that's a little disappointing. I I think guys like Puna, maybe even they don't seem to like Naz Jones too much this year. No, they don't. No, he's getting like six snaps a game. I'd like to see some of those guys get more snaps because they're not generating anything in pass rush. There was that good game against Dallas, and that was their only home game, and maybe that makes a big difference. But they look terrible as a pass rushing team. And if Puna can add something, especially as a young guy who's ascending, that's a big deal for this team because they don't have pass rushers, and they need them so bad. Yeah, well, the interesting thing is, I mean, Jaron Reed had his third sack in this game, uh, mm-hmm. and now ha- I mean, he he had three sacks in his first two years combined. Then you've got Puna Ford, who's getting seventeen snaps, and those snaps are coming at the expense of guys like Naz Jones. And I'm okay with that if if he's going to produce, and if he's, I saw on one of the goal line defensive plays where Puna was in there, you know, I, I noticed ninety seven flashing, and I was like. 
wait a second, that number I've not seen. And I had to, to figure that out who it was. And he was getting penetration. He was being disruptive. And that was only maybe one or two snaps that I was noticing that, but he was only a handful to begin with. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, he could have been kind of uh, blowing his his uh, his energy and, and knowing he was only going to be in there for a few snaps and it won't really hold for a more extended try. But let's see. Uh, that's what this season is about for the Seahawks, is seeing what these young guys can do. And if you can have a rotational one technique situation that's actually giving you some push in the pocket, that can be a really big deal. Um, and that, those are, that's an expensive position. If you can find an interior lineman that causes interior pass pressure, those, that's an expensive role to find. So it's not quite as expensive as a, as an edge rusher, but, um, you know, a disruptive interior lineman is pretty, pretty valuable. So, uh, that was exciting to see. And then the other one that, that was, I have to admit, took me by surprise a little bit is Trey Flowers. And I think he's been showing up in the games in two ways. One, as I've continued to say, in coverage, I think he can guard things that are, uh, you know, running a straight line down the field on go routes, fade routes, that kind of thing. I think he's shown the ability to stay on top. I think he's struggled if there's any kind of uh, – uh, lateral um, uh, aspect to the route where they're crosser crossing the field. He hasn't seemed to be able to keep up um, laterally with players. And then the other thing has been um, his run support. I think he's shown the ability to be physical. He's a former safety from college. And I think some of that was showing up. I didn't realize to what extent or at least how pro football focus sees it. Now they're not everything in, in this, but they have Trey flowers as the number one rated run um, defending cornerback in the NFL. Nine, he's like a 94 or something like that, and elite is 90. And so he is he has shown up so far. He had a forced fumble in this game. Um, that was a really underrated part of Richard Sherman's game was how he developed as a run defender and actually played a key role there. So the way I see it is, you know, if Trey Flowers can be a guy that is an elite run defender and an evolving uh, you know, coverage guy, you can defend one of the major routes and keep that short. That's a promising sign for a guy that, that I've been on the fence about in terms of how ready he is to be playing. Um, what, what's your take right now, um, Jeff on, on, uh, Trey flowers. Yeah. You mentioned flowers game pretty well. He's, he's playing really well in run support. He is, he's got, he looks pretty good and he, he looks really confident. And I, I know he's struggling in coverage on lateral routes, and I'm terrified to see what's going to happen to him this weekend. But he looks really confident just the way he's attacking the ball, the way he's coming up and playing the run, and he's tackling well. And he just looks he just looks comfortable out there. And he's got not maybe not too similar to Browner. He's not nearly as physical, but in terms of like his strengths and weaknesses, he's got some similarities there as he can't cover maybe that deep speed as well. And the quicker crossing routes might give him a lot of trouble, but it's just it's good to get a guy like that. Like I was ripping John Schneider earlier for making non-forward thinking moves and not playing enough young guys. And so I was looking over the cap before. And if you have Griffin and Flowers as your starting corners for a, a while now, those two combined have a cap hit this year of 1.2 million. As much as we all hate ridding, getting rid of Richard Sherman for nothing, replacing an 11 million dollar aging player on a team that's probably going nowhere with a one with a combined $1.2 million 
these are the kind of moves that this team has to make to move this thing forward. And that they're finally doing that to me, that's, that's real progress. And that's what the great teams do to keep this thing sustainable. And the fact that you can get two starting cornerbacks for just over a million dollars, that's really important for this team. Yeah. So Nathan, I, I can't imagine you're going to be too excited about good run defense, but um, what, what's, what's your take on, on Trey Flowers to this point? If you can force fumbles, I'm all about good re- run defense. That's, <laughs> that's, that works. Um, yeah, he's fine. He's, he's, uh, th- this is the test, right? I mean, good job. He held up against Case Keenum and Mitchell Trubisky and Dak Prescott and Josh Rosen. Let's see how you do now against McVay and all that. Um, he's fine. He's a fifth round rookie that's starting and doesn't look like a dumpster fire. Like that's, that's something to build on. That's workable. That's quite the glowing, glowing uh, review. And I, I think it's actually a fair one. I, I like, the thing that, that for me stuck stuck out was, you know, if if you are if you're going to be average at pretty much everything, then it's hard for me to get too excited. I think if if you can be a rookie that steps into a, a, a edge cornerback role, and you cannot be a dumpster fire, that's okay. Like to me, that's like Jeremy Lane level. Like that's okay. This guy could maybe be a serviceable cornerback for a few years, and he's going to drive you crazy in some situations, but. He doesn't have huge upside. If you're a, a, a rookie cornerback that can come in and do something better than any other cornerback in the NFL, that's interesting. Like that, that right there is a strength that you can start to, to build around. You know, Brandon Browner had really unique strengths and a lot of weaknesses. And I think Pete's shown an ability to take players that have unique strengths and do something interesting with them and, and adjust. So, um, you know, I'm gonna. I'm certainly gonna keep an eye out. I, he is not. I, mean, I think he's done well in run defense. I can't say that he's jumped out to me as like outstanding or elite at run defense. So it jumped out to me when I looked at that grade and when I saw that, and and it's caused me to want to kind of go back and and take a closer look um, as that plays out a little bit further. But he's not making splash plays against the run, but like when the running back gets to him he brings him down. Like I can't think of any times that he's missed a tackle and it's not like he's flying in the backfield or doing anything crazy, but like he's making tackles where he's meeting the, the, the rusher and that's good. And then he's, he had the fourth fumble and stuff, right? And I don't know how much that can skew it. It's only four games. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely looking for as many of these, these uh, draft picks to potentially look like they could be part of the future. And, there's some signs that Flowers could be. So I, I think, you know, it's definitely too early to anoint him as the next great Seahawks corner. Um, but, but there's some encouraging signs there. 